Uh, so good to be here tonight. Such an honour to be here in C3 Silverwater with uh, Australia's biggest church sign that I saw on the, on the highway coming in. Such an honour to be here with you guys tonight. And such an honour to be in C3 Sydney. I uh, have been massively impacted by pastors Phil and Chris Pringle uh, from a really young age. The church that I uh, was saved in and grew up in was actually the result of a prophetic word that Pastor Phil gave a man hiding behind a piano uh, you know, 30 years ago, and that was that launch for church that I grew up in, got saved in. Uh, so to say that it's an honour to be here uh, with the C3 family of Sydney would be an understatement. I absolutely love what God's doing here. And I absolutely love, who, who is so grateful for pastors Alex and Jess and Lee? Aren't they doing an amazing job? Uh, so it's um, three months you've been here at this campus? Three or four? Who thinks they've been doing an amazing job? Oh man, I... I absolutely love them. I semi-borderline have a man crush on Alex. Um, it was like love at first sight when we met. We just hit it off. We were speaking at a conference together a couple of years ago. And you know what? It's just, you click. It's just family. And so I feel like I'm with family tonight and I'm gonna preach like we're with family tonight. I don't wanna be like a guest speaker coming in and giving you a rah-rah. I wanna be family tonight, leaning into God together. Let's believe for something great together. And uh, I, do, I do really believe that, I'm here on assignment tonight. I believe that God has a word for you tonight. I believe that He wants to bring breakthrough into your life, into your situation, into your world. And uh, I'm here because I believe that. It's actually my first time preaching away from my home church since we started. So I must love you a lot. I love you so much. So it's awesome to be here. A uh, little bit about me, just so you know who this bald man who is about to imminently start sweating all over your platform is. Uh, I am Sam and I grew up in a place called Adelaide, South Australia, God's, God's favourite state actually. Uh, second, second comes New South Wales, close. Uh, grew, up in, grew up in Adelaide and uh, we're just out of Adelaide in a place called Murray Bridge, which was a pretty full on place. It's like ghetto, rough as guts. There's, uh, it's a place where like teeth and shoes are optional extras. And uh, it's, a, it's a full on place. And uh, I got saved when I was 16 there. Uh, we ran a youth ministry there for five years and just saw God do something absolutely amazing there. Uh, grew up uh, in church, but I met my, who is now my wife. Her name is Mrs. Hannah Long. I actually met her when I was 10 years old. And uh, we were in a kids worship band together called History Makers. And uh, I was on the keyboard. Uh, playing terribly. I still only know about four chords, but who knows in church music, all you need to know is about four chords. Amen. Well, that's how it was the good old days. Probably not like that anymore, but you know, four chords. So that's, that's what I was doing. She was worship leading and uh, we did not get along as children at all. We were like arch nemesis, actually. We we're both strong-willed, very highly opinionated children. And who knows that church kids are opinionated kids. Like you, you are ready to run the church at 10 years old. So, so that was me. And uh, we were in this kids worship band together. When Hannah was 14 years old, her mum said to her, uh, when you're older, uh, I, just have this, I just have this sense that you're gonna marry Sam Long. And she said, I will never ever, ever marry that feral. I will never marry that boy. And guess what happened to everybody? I'm married to her now. So if there's any single men in the house, don't give up. Uh, so God, God was pretty faithful to me. Uh, I, I actually had a girlfriend in high school who dumped me the week before my year 12 formal, tragic. And uh, Hannah was the only other girl I knew really at the time because I wasn't very good at speaking to girls. So I begged her to come to the formal with me. I mean, I got a picture of us at our year 12 formal just to bless you. It's pretty powerful. I hope you got it. <laughs> Can you see it? No? Where is it? Maybe you don't have it. 
There it is. So that's, that's us in our year 12 formal. And as you can see, we are floating in space. Uh, that smile she has there is completely fake because she did not want to be there whatsoever. Uh, but she, she eventually uh, came to the light, right? And fell in love with me a few years later. And we got married. I think got a picture of us at our wedding day here. And then we did this awesome thing. And we, uh, we procreated. We made another human being. And uh, his name is Gabriel Blaze. So that's my little nugget. He's actually about to turn two years old. And uh, a year ago, we had a guy... Uh, by the name of Pastor Corey Turner come and he laid hands on us and he said, uh, in this next season, everywhere you look, you're gonna see twins. Everywhere you look, you're gonna see number two. Everywhere you look, there's gonna be twins for this and two for this. Everything in this next season is gonna happen in twos. And in six weeks time, we're about to have another two babies. So we got a little boy and a girl cooking in the oven. And my wife is absolutely immobile at the moment. <laughs> and uh, pray for her. It's like, it's huge. I can't say that to her. She's like, I can barely see the bump. <laughs> when she asked me, I'm like, I can't even see it. But it, it's big. There's a lot going on in there. So, uh, so it's a baby season for us. Uh, we're having babies. And uh, we just had another baby called Nova Church in Adelaide. We're eight weeks old. We run running services. And praise God, He's just been doing amazing things. We see people finding Jesus every week, which has been so special to us because we didn't want to start a church just for church people. We wanted to start a church to see people find Jesus. And so uh, we're eight weeks into the journey. Uh, tell, ask me in 10 years whether it worked or not, but it's working out at the moment. So we're loving it. And uh, God's doing some really good things. All right, you ready for the Word tonight? Okay, Luke chapter 11, verses five to 10. We're in a series at the moment called Walk With Me. Everyone say, Walk With Me. And I was so excited when I heard that you were in this series on prayer because I believe in the power of prayer. Come on, who knows that we need prayerful lives for lives of breakthrough and impact. And uh, Luke chapter 11, verses five to 10, Jesus tells a a rather famous story that I wanna preach around tonight in the context of prayer. And I wanna preach to you tonight a message if you're taking notes called shameless audacity. Everyone say shameless audacity, audacity. Luke chapter 11, verses five to 10. Then Jesus said to them, suppose you have a friend. <laughs> I think that's so funny. <laughs> Some of you, you're like imagining, imagine if I had a friend. Um, suppose you had a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me, the door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you bread because of friendship, Yet because of your, and here it is, shameless audacity, He will get up and give you as much as you need. I'm gonna say that again. Because of your shameless audacity, He will surely get up and give you what you need. That's the word for someone today. He is surely gonna get up. You gotta get your faith ready today and give you what you need. He, he uses this word shameless audacity. I love this phrase. Shameless means to show a lack of shame, barefaced or brazen, a willingness to take bold risks. God's not calling us to pray safe prayers. 
He's not calling us to play tame prayers. He's calling us to live lives, prayer prayers, right? Of shameless audacity, bold prayers, risky prayers, risky faith. We're not called to play it safe. We're called to walk with shameless audacity. I'm gonna pray tonight. I'm gonna get into the Word. Jesus, we thank You tonight for Your presence and Your anointing in this room. God, I thank You that Your anointing breaks the yoke tonight. I thank You, Jesus, that You want to be breakthrough into this room. God, we believe You for it tonight. I pray, Father, for every person that they would get a Word from You tonight that's significantly going to change them and set them free. We pray these things in Jesus' Name. Everyone said? Amen. Amen. Who, uh, who loves having I told you so moments? <laughs> who loves being right? Who's passionate about being right, right? Put your hand up. Give me a, give me a wave. You're passionate about being, I love being right. It's one of my favourite things in the world. And uh, I, I, we had this experience recently in our church. We've got a lot of kind of young guys in their 20s in our church. And, and I found out in the course of one of our services that a tragedy, it was our first tragedy that's happened in the life of our church. I found out that one of our young adults hadn't seen Endgame, right? Avengers. And uh, I was distraught about it. I was pretty upset. I didn't know how to lead through such a difficult season. Um, and so I said, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna get this sorted. We're gonna get a crew together. And uh, if, we're gonna, if you're gonna see Endgame, you're gonna see it right. You're gonna see it in gold class, somebody. Come on, who loves going to gold class? I love it. And so we're gonna do it right. We're gonna go to gold class. So I start a group chat. I put everyone in the group chat, like every male in our entire church in this group chat. I'm like, Davo has not seen Endgame. This will not go undone. We are gonna fix this problem in Jesus' Name. We're going out this week and we're gonna go see Endgame. Only problem was I put everyone else in the church except for the guy who didn't see the movie in the group chat. And so we all book our tickets and we get to the movie and, uh, and I realised on the way that I hadn't booked Davo into the, the cinema. And so we get to the cinema and, and we had booked out the whole cinema. <laughs> and my brother says to me, he's like, um, He's like, what are you gonna do? Like someone's gonna have to give up their seat because like it's gold class, you can't just switch in. They're all like little recliners. So, and I'm like, oh no, 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 no. We'll get him a seat. And he's like, this is my brother. He, my brother's a doctor, right? I'm a pastor, he's a doctor. There's a lot of like difference in us. And he says to me, he's like, no, 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 there is no seats. And I'm like, there will be a seat. And he's like, no, 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 there is no seats. And I'm like, stand back and watch the man of God work, right? <laughs> so, so I walk up to the counter and I say, excuse me, I'd like a ticket to gold class. And they're like, oh, sorry, sir, but, uh, but it's all sold out. And I said, check the computer again. She takes like, no, 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 it's sold out. There's no, I'm like, is there like a, you know, like a, a spot on the floor we can bring another seat into? And she's like, no, 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 it's all sold out. And by this time, there's a huge line of people behind me. And, uh, and I, look, I look back at her and I say to her one more time, I'm like, ma'am, I know you've got a lot of people behind you, but I just feel to say, check the computer again, right? Come on, faith somebody, get ready for this. And so she's like, she rolls her eyeballs at me like sassy cinema lady star. <sighs> I'm 15, I have a really hard life. <laughs> you know, so, so, so she rolls her eyeballs at me and I'm like, check the computer again in Jesus' Name. And she checks the computer and she says, I don't know how to tell you this, but there's been a glitch. I can, no word of a lie. There has been a glitch in the online system and a seat has become available right in this moment, right? And I bought him that seat and now here's the best part of the deal, right? Here's the best part. I said to my brother, if, <laughs> if, if I get him a seat, you're paying for it. And he's like, it's fine. I'll pay for it because you're not gonna get him a seat. Guess who bought Davo a gold class ticket that night in Jesus' Name, right? My brother. 
There's a good lesson to learn here because I was shamelessly holding up the line without fear, without any resignation. I was just like, I, I believe this is what I want. I was shameless and I was audacious. And this is what I've found tonight. There are things that are given to the shameless and the audacious. There are things that are possessed by the shameless and the audacious that are not possessed by the timid and the hesitant. I got that seat because I went for that seat. There are things given to those who step out with a shameless audacity that are not given to those who live their life in timid hesitancy. Jesus is drawn not to the timid and the hesitant, but to the shameless and the audacious. We see this in Luke chapter 19, verses three to six. Zacchaeus stands up and he wants to get a glimpse of Jesus. So what does he do? This little man, this wee little man that was he, was willing to climb a tree and look like a fool in front of everybody. And what happens? Jesus says, I'm gonna eat at your house today. Why? Because he was walking in shameless audacity. We see the woman with the issue of blood who'd been bleeding for years and had never had a breakthrough. And what happens? The one who was not meant to touch Jesus, the one who was not meant to break through, the one who was not meant to be in town, reaches out her hand, touches Jesus. And what does she receive? Healing. Not because she was timid and hesitant, but because she was what? Shameless and audacious. God responds to shameless audacity. I love this in Mark chapter 10 with blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus is sitting by the side of the road and he begins to lift his voice. Who knows that sometimes when you're in prayer, you can't pray a quiet prayer. You can't pray a normal prayer. Sometimes you've got to lift your voice. You've got to lift your spirit. You've got to bring a breakthrough prayer. And Bartimaeus is sitting there on the side of the road and he lifts up his voice and he says, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. And the disciples try and shut him up, but Jesus honours him and sets him free. Why? Not because he was timid and hesitant, but because he was shameless and audacious. I love the woman with the oil who broke the alabaster jar on Jesus' feet and wiped it with her hair. They told her that it was too much. They told her that it was over the top. They told her that you can't worship Jesus like that. But there was a shameless audacity in her. She broke open a year's worth of wages on the feet of her Saviour. And Jesus looks at her and He loves her and He affirms her. Why? because He is drawn to the shameless and the audacious. Jesus says, give me the tree climbers. Give me the hem touchers. Give me the loud shouters. Give me the jar breakers. Why? Because shameless audacity is not a type of person. It's a type of passion. If, if shameless audacity was just a personality type, that would mean that Jesus only moves on those with a certain kind of predisposition 
a certain kind of personality. But what we see throughout these examples in Scripture is not one of these people is the same. In fact, all of them have different histories, different backgrounds or different inclinations. There is one thing they share. They share a shameless audacity. Why? Because shameless audacity is not a type of personality. It's a type of passion that God responds to. It's a type of passion that's only released when you care more about what you're seeking than you do about the one who's seeking it. I love this man who went and asked for the bread because he was shamelessly and audaciously willing to do something that would make him look like a fool in order to possess what God had put in his heart. He went to the door at midnight He went to the door at the hours you're not meant to go to the door. He lifted his voice to a level you're not meant to lift your voice at that hour of the night. He went and saw that person at a time where you're not meant to see them. Why? Because he cared more about what he was seeking than he did about the one who was seeking it. He was willing to say, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it sounds like. I don't care who it offends. I don't care how it feels. There is an audacity, a shameless audacity on the inside of me that says I'm gonna pursue what God has put in my heart, no matter how it looks, no matter how it sounds and no matter how it feels. Shameless audacity is the kind of faith, the kind of prayer that moves mountains. I think there's three things in this passage of Scripture. The alternative title to this message tonight for the younger generation is let's get this bread. (laughs) There are three things in this passage from Luke chapter 11. But I believe God promises to those who pursue Him with shameless audacity. If you're taking notes tonight, the first one is He promises open hands. The second thing He promises is open doors. And the third thing He promises is an open heaven. I love this tonight. Because the one in the house who encountered this man with a shameless audacity opened his hands to the man and gave him what? Bread. Bread is a symbol of provision. Bread is a symbol of supply. And the Bible is saying tonight, what Jesus is teaching us is that there is supply and provision reserved for the shameless and the audacious that is not reserved for the timid and the hesitant. In other words, there is provision for your family, provision for your business, provision for your life, provision for your study that will not be released to you when you timidly seek God, but will only be released to you when you seek Him with all your heart, when you seek Him with all your passion, when you seek Him with all your prayer. He opened up His hands and He gave Him what? Bread. There is bread given to the shameless and the audacious that is not given to the timid and to the hesitant. I I think about this for a moment and and, and the guy is standing outside the door. I mean, imagine if he just went to the door (laughs) at midnight and just stood there. He's not knocking. He's not moving. He's not crying out. He's just, 
He's just hoping the door's gonna open. He doesn't do that, why? If he'd stood there and hadn't acted and hadn't moved and hadn't, hadn't really broken through, no one would have opened that door and he would have been tempted to think he was in the wrong place. But what he would have needed to understand is this, he wasn't in the wrong place. He would have just been asking in the wrong way. Can I tell you tonight, sometimes you're not in the wrong place. You've just been asking in the wrong way. When was the last time you got your face on an altar? You put your face on the carpet and said, God, I need you. When was the last time you humbled yourself and were willing to look like a fool in the pursuit of God? Sometimes you're not in the wrong place. You've just been asking in the wrong way. And there is provision for those tonight who will ask Him with a shameless audacity. A shameless audacity. I remember we were in the Gold Coast one time and we were, we were at this hotel and, and we, we didn't actually bring a pram with us, which is like a, a real rookie parent mistake. And we went down to the foyer of this hotel and, and they, they had this, I'm like, do you have any prams here? And I'm like, oh yeah, people leave prams here all the time. And I'm like, yeah. Right, so I'm like, can I borrow one for the week? And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. That's how we push this around for the week. There's a free pram. Do you know how much prams cost to hire? Like $100,000, like everything else to do with children. And we get to the end of the week and I roll up to the counter and I just say, hey, do you mind if we just keep this pram? And they're like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, what is wrong with you, right? But, but they responded to a shameless, audacious request for provision. And there is something in God that responds to a shameless and an audacious kind of faith that says, God, I need your provision. Come on, and I need it now. I need it now. The first thing he has, he has open hands. The second thing he has is open doors. I remember one time, this is about five years ago, I was at this conference and uh, I wasn't even really doing anything in ministry on, that, on, a, on a scale or anything at that point. And I remember walking up to this door and, and it was like the door you weren't meant to go through. Who, who here loves doors you're not meant to go through? That's me, I'm just cheeky. I love seeing, like, if, if it says do not enter, I'm the guy who's gonna enter. If there is a line on the ground that says do not cross it, I'm the guy who's gonna cross it to see what happens, right? So there's, this, there's like the main entrance to the conference and then there's this other door with like people in suits and earpieces and things. And I'm like, ooh, that looks like the door I wanna go through. So, I walked up to the door and I just pretended like I was meant to be there. And um, anyway, I walk up to the door and the guy just goes to me, he says, oh, oh, you're here. All right, we'll take you through. And I said, yes, I am here. You will take me through. And so they escorted me down to the front of this Christian conference, a rather large Christian conference in Sydney that may have happened last week. Uh, and, and they sat me down next to, all these guests from around the world. And I was there having the time of my life, sitting in someone else's seat. I don't know who they were waiting for. <laughs> it certainly wasn't me, right? But because I approached that door with the confidence of someone who owned that door, that door was open to me. See, see when you go to your house, you treat your door so differently to how you treat other people's doors. Like where someone else's door and you go into their house, you're like, Better answer. But when it's your door, you're like, oh my God, put up the door, right? When it's your door, you get your keys and you just attack that thing. <laughs> you got your hands full of groceries, you're like, get me in, right? How you treat the door 
says a lot about what you believe about the door. And God says, those who treat the doors I place before them with a shameless audacity will find doors open for them that other people only find closed. See, this guy had a door open to him because he treated that door like it belonged to him. Can I tell you, every door that God opens for you in your life, you gotta treat it like it's your door. That job, it's your door, it's open for you. That degree, it's your door, it's open for you. Your workplace, it's your door, it's open for you. Don't treat it with timidity. Don't treat it with hesitation. Treat it with faith. And God will continue to open doors for you that you never thought would open. Revelation chapter three, verse eight says, I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door. Come on, that no one can shut. The shameless and the audacious will find open doors where others find closed doors. The third thing that the shameless and the audacious find, as I close tonight, is this. They find open heaven. The shameless and the audacious don't just find open hands of provision. They don't just find open doors of opportunity. They find open heaven. They find provision. They find the supernatural flow of God beginning to move in their life. That's why Jesus goes on and He says in Luke chapter 11, verses nine to 10. So, in other words, because of what you've just heard about the man who's going to get the bread. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, come on, the door will be opened. <laughs> He's saying, I want you to pray like a man knocking on a door at midnight. I want you to pray like a man who's lifting his voice at an untimely hour. I want you to pray like someone who doesn't care how it looks, care how it sounds, care how it feels, but just says, God, I want you to open this door to me. God, I'm not gonna stop knocking until this door is opened. See, every knock you make is a statement about the faith you have in the one behind the door. The man knocked on the door because he knew there was someone on the other side who was gonna provide him with what he needed. I wanna stir someone's faith tonight and tell you there are things on the other side of the door that you've been knocking on. I'm telling you tonight, there is a, a shameless audacity that's gotta wake up on the inside of you tonight. Some of you, your faith has been hesitant and timid for too long. You've just been sitting in church for too long, doing church every week for too long. And God says, this was never meant to get timid in you. Church was never meant to be safe. It was never meant to be boring. It was never meant to be something that didn't challenge you. It was always meant to be something. Come on, someone that gets on the inside of you and says, I'm going to go after it with all my heart, with all my mind. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart. Come on, with all your mind, 
saying, you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. Jesus just walks through the streets in the Gospels. And do you know what He does? He just walks and He just looks. Where's a shameless one? Where's an audacious one? Where's someone who doesn't care about it how everyone else does? Where are they? There they are. Oh, they, they don't look the right way. That's cool. I'm going to set them free tonight. And what I want us to do for just a moment is I want us to stand to our feet and Ben, if you could join me. If, if anything happens tonight from this message, let it be that audacity and shamelessness explodes on the inside of your prayer life and on the inside of your faith life. I want us tonight to turn this for a minute or so into a prayer meeting of faith, saying, Jesus, I'm ready to pursue you again like I did when I was just a young man, when I was just a young woman. I'm willing to knock on the door at the hour where no one else is. God, I'm seeking you tonight. I'm seeking you tonight. Come on, right now, around this room, I want us to lift our hands to heaven all across this place in Jesus' Name. And as the band begins to sing in just a moment, I want you to do something brave for me. I want you to do something that a blind Bartimaeus would do. I want you to do something that the the lady who touched the hem of his garment did. I want you to pray and seek the face of God with a shameless audacity. What is it that you need tonight? What is it that you're seeking Him for tonight? What is it that's crying out on the inside of you tonight? Come on, I want you right now, begin to lift your voice to Him. Begin to tell Him, Lord,